Hi friends, welcome to the Partnership Podcast, exploring gospel partnership and generosity in the Bible, alongside stories of support raising from around our fellowship. We pray you'll be encouraged by it. Well, hi everyone and welcome to our first episode of the Partnership Podcast and thanks Sally for joining me for this chat. Today we're going to be looking at Luke 8, 1 to 3, um, so please join me in praying before Sally reads that for us. Father, we do thank you so much for the gift of your word and we pray that as we hear this and uh, talk about it, that it would be a gift for us, that you'd shape our lives and our partnership work and particularly today as we look at Jesus' example and the precedent he set of humbly receiving support from others, we ask that that would be an encouragement and a strength to us and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Kat. So today, uh, yes, as um, Kat said, we're reading Luke 8, verse 1 to 3, and I'm reading from the ESV version. Soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were there with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna and many others who provided for them out of their means. Great. I think this is such an important passage to kind of as a foundation for us to actually think about Jesus' material life because there's not often that we think about like what did he eat, what did he drink, <laughs> like how did he kind of materially exist. He, he doesn't seem to have possessed much in the Gospels but as a human he had material needs just like we do. Yeah, I don't think I ever thought a lot about that actually. Like, um, yeah, that's a really good point because, yeah, how does he eat and live? We just see him doing miracles and um, preaching um, and we don't really, yeah, see how he is surviving in the midst of that or too much of how his um, disciples and followers are either. Yeah, yeah. And like when you talk about he did miracles, he actually could have provided for his ministry in other ways. So he could have Mm. had manna fall from the sky uh, or ravens deliver the food like they did for Elijah, like an ancient Uber or something, Um, a miraculous extension of food. Like when he fed the 5,000, it could have just been a feeding of the 12 every night or um, Mm. he found the money in the or sent Peter to find the money in the fish's mouth for the temple tax. He could have equally um, sent the disciples to find money in strange places uh, for food as well as for temple tax. But he seems to have deliberately chosen that his ministry would um, allow these women to be involved in, in this important and significant way by materially providing mm. for him and his disciples. It, uh, mm. I think it certainly gives a great dignity to partnership and support raising that Jesus seems to have deliberately and very actively chosen this option for how he's kind of materially provided for. Yes, and it, it's also quite interesting. I was um, I was looking at um, the end of verse one as well, and the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of the evil spirits and infirmities. So it wasn't just the women, but he specifically um, elaborates on who the women are, um, and, or who some of the key women are, and then others as well who provide. So he actually does want to, yeah, emphasize those women, but also that they um, had. And benefited from his ministry as well. Yes. Um, yeah. 
So, and some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary Magdalene, who seven demons had come out of, Joanna and Susanna and many others. So it was interesting that they were people who actually benefited from what um, Jesus had done for them. And then they are providing for him, well, for the, the group out of their means. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's such a, um, from such a range of different backgrounds and economic kind of status, like uh, mm. you wonder how, what Herod's household manager thought of his wife traveling around with Jesus and with people like Mary Magdalene <laughs> and kind of giving their money, uh, her money, his money um, yeah. for that. Um but it, it must have been a little bit scandalous to have been travelling around like that. But there's a, just such a clear sense, I think, that they are kind of part of the travelling band, part of the team who are travelling around together. And you see actually um, really interesting at the end of Matthew when Jesus is dying on the cross, the women are still there with him at the cross. It says mm. many women were there also looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. And among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. So it seems like there were these women um, and had such a significant role um, that he's allowed them to be involved in this way. Mm, Absolutely. And I think um, and I think that the beginning of this passage is talking about what Jesus is doing. He's proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. So that's what they're supporting as well is they're, they're supporting as, a, as a, a team the work of proclamation of the good news of Jesus, um, good news of God's kingdom. Um, and so they're doing that together. And that's the sort of work that we're doing is we are, um, God willing, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God on campus. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is an example for us to follow here. It's not – not a command here, but a precedent that as we follow Jesus and as we engage in that kind of gospel proclamation, it's actually not unreasonable or unprecedented to rely on others for support. I think that's been really significant um, for some of our staff. So I talk to our staff sometimes who sometimes subconsciously through family or cultural influence feel have that sense that it's kind of begging or a bit embarrassing to ask for support or it's somehow less mature to rely on others for support. And I've heard that a little bit more from some of our single women, actually, that um, financial independence was one of the markers of their kind of their maturity. Um, And so, and it's maybe some of the other things that people might use as a marker of, you know, now I'm really a grown up because I've done this thing. But the financial independence is really hard to then give up. Um, But Jesus here, I think he is actually the most mature human that there is he shows us what it means to be human he's like the fulfillment of what we should be and so I think when you look at Jesus here you um we need to see that actually humble dependence isn't we're not just called to humble dependence on the father but on the father's provision through others uh, and that that can be a, a very mature thing the most mature thing actually to rely on the father providing through others and it's others of a range of um, backgrounds um, of single people, married people, people of both genders um, that are supporting um, Jesus as a single man and the whole crew who are going and doing the proclamation of the gospel together. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are staff, some staff who found it really helpful to sit down and to 
write this passage out or to pray through it or to um, kind of dwell on it in different ways. I just think to keep reminding ourselves of this example of Jesus can be really helpful. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as we've gone through the Bible passages we read when we did our coaching, Kat, I think um, there are some passages that hit you harder than others. And so when you read a passage and you find one that kind of really resonates, um, and even if some of our comments might help with that, um, God willing, um, but that you spend some, yeah, some deep time kind of reflecting on that um, yourself and praying through that. That's really important. Yeah, sure. Sure. Ajisa, would you like to finish up by praying for us today in light of that passage? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much uh, for the way that you do provide for your people, that you, the way that you provide for the proclamation of the gospel. Um, Thank you for Jesus' example of um, the way that instead of um, just miraculously providing food and lodgings wherever they went, that uh, Jesus and his uh, disciples and team um, were supported by the people um, who were there, that they were supported by the people that had benefited from the ministry um, of um, casting out demons or the proclamation of the gospel. Um, But they were also supported by a broad range of people, uh, men and women, uh, single and married, Yeah, Lord God, we pray that this would be a good example for us as we um, seek to, um, yeah, continue to raise up partners for the work of our ministries. Um, Lord God, we pray that you would provide and that you would encourage us through Jesus' example. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Great. Well, come back next time for our next um, Bible episode which will be episode three uh, where we're looking at when Jesus sends out the 12 and his instructions to them 